Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Shane Amad, and you listen to the Shop Culture with Shane Amad. Uh, today is April the 5th, 2022, and the topics of the day, we're going to talk a little bit about the Will Smith Oscar slap. Um, it's been a little over a week or so since the Will Smith Chris Rock incident at the Oscars. Um, also, we'll be talking about the Bad Boys Club on the Zeus Network. So, yeah. First things first, we're going to talk about this Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. Now, my personal opinion, you know, Will Smith, I personally never was a huge fan of Will Smith. I never got into the uh, his TV show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, the only rap song I ever liked of Will Smith was Summertime, um, the rap that he did like in the 90s. Uh, or whatever. Um, he had a lot of movies or whatever, but it was just something about him that just did not interest me. Um, please don't be mad at me, but you know, I think we all have actors and act- actresses that we like and some that just does nothing for me or for us. And Will Smith happens to be that person. So when I heard about the incident at the Oscars when Will Smith got on stage and slapped Chris Rock for his comedic joke about uh, his wife. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jada Pickett and her bald head. Apparently, Chris Rock made a, a, a joke about there being another G.I. Jane or something like that, meaning since she has a bald head, she looks manly and she could like play a, a soldier character in the movie or whatever. Personally, I thought the, the joke was kind of funny. I mean, let's be real here. Comedians get up there and make jokes about everybody. No one's off topic. If you go to any comedic show, comedians, it's just kind of like they do whatever and they say whatever, you know, what they want. And I kind of think Will was going to go along with it because if you guys go back and realize that he actually kind of grinned with it. But unfortunately, his wife Jada was not grinning and she kind of rolled her eyes. And I don't know what kind of relationship they have, but it was it's kind of obvious that maybe we'll real we'll realize that maybe this was not really all that funny. And my wife is embarrassed right now. So he took it upon himself to walk on the stage and just walk up to Chris Rock and slapped the shit out of him. Like bam! And just casually walked off. And after he walked off, you know, Chris Rock was clearly stunned. The, the entire room was stunned. And, you know, Chris, you know, was apologizing and Will told him, you know, all these curse words like keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth or whatever. And it was just kind of like, oh, my God, like I did not see it live. I happened to be doing other stuff that night. Um, I did watch Beyonce's uh, live, you know, her performance because that was my only reason I want to watch the Oscars. Other than that, I didn't care about it. So after that went off, I didn't care about anything that went on. But I got on Instagram, I think it was, or Facebook, and I saw that on my timeline, everybody was talking about Chris Rock and Will Smith. So I was like, you know what, let me go and see what's going on. So I watched the video and realized that Will Smith had got up there and like slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. And I'm just like, okay. So my thoughts on that is very deep. Like, first things first. Why, why would you know mixed like I kind of understand Will's perspective in a sense because that is his wife some people are very serious about their wives and things like that like you know like some women like that some women think like yeah somebody you know crossing me the wrong way I need you to walk up to him and handle them whatever maybe that's what Will Smith is trying to portray in his 
you know, in his life now, apparently he's 53 years old. You would think, like, at that age, he would have been over that phase, but I guess he may be going backwards. I don't know. And in Will Smith's defense, he may be tired of always turning the other cheek and letting things go on and stuff like that because he's been in the news a lot the last couple of years and kind of he's been the brunt of a lot of jokes and things like that. So maybe that was just the one moment where he was like, you know what? I don't really care. I'm tired of always playing nice and just laughing and going along with this. I'm offended. I don't have any words to say. All I'm going to do is just use my hands. I'm just going to walk up there and slap the shit out of Chris Rock. Maybe that's what he was going through. Not necessarily meaning that that was okay. Um, personally, I if it were me, I probably would have not gone up there and slapped Chris Rock. Mainly because, if we all remember, Chris, uh, Will Smith and Jada Pickett boycotted the Oscars allegedly or either was not invited to the, to the Oscars allegedly the last few years because of uh, Will Smith and Jada Pickett's uh, uh, thinking there's lack of black creators at the Oscars awards and things like that. So they were not showing up, whatever. And the one time that you do show up to get an Oscar for the movie, um, some movie about uh, Venus Williams and Serena Williams' dad, I'm sorry, I didn't do the research on it. I didn't go see it. Like I said, I'm not a Will Smith fan, so if he's in the movie, I'm definitely not going to go see it. But anyway, um, so apparently he's going to get an Oscar or whatever. The one time you show up to this thing, and by the way, the I guess the executive producer or some big-time producer for the Oscars this year was actually a black man. The one time that you actually get invited to this, you want to get up and act the entire fool. Get up there and slap somebody and walk off. And then what made it worse, truthfully, was getting in the audience screaming and cussing and acting a fool. Like, really, dude? Like, you really showed your ass. Like, oh my God. Like, really, man. Now, you see why they don't, you know, the white folks not really interested in having us over to stuff sometimes because we don't know how to act. I mean, like, dude, you are a big-time celebrity, and unfortunately, you do carry the weight of the world on you. You know, if, if you know, if you wanted to handle that, I think there was a better way he should have handled it. He knew he had to make a speech early that night. Maybe he should have said it there. Maybe he should have got on Instagram, or whatever. Or maybe he could have just laughed and let let the joke go, and think about how to handle that later in life. Because allegedly, uh, Jada Pickett suffers from alopecia, which is why her head is bald. I've always thought Jada Pinkett Smith was gorgeous. Um, I've, I've always known her to have like very little hair, like short haircuts. So I don't think that was really much of a, much a huge dig for Chris Rock um, to make the comment about G.I. Jane or something like that. But it's alleged that Chris Rock and Jada or whoever may have had some kind of beef over the last few years. And I think that's maybe what stemmed from it. Um, but also... Here's my other thoughts about this whole situation with Will Smith and Jada Pickett and the Chris Rock Oscars fiasco. If, if Chris, if Will Smith was so offended and such a big boy in handling his business, why did he never handle his business with his wife on the on her show, The Red Table Talk? You know, like on The Red Table Talk, apparently, uh, Jada got got on there and talked about her entanglements and things about uh, what's the guy's name August Alcina, you know the the, um, the the R&B star who actually suffers from like an, a bad immune 
immune health type of situation and he's also trying to take care of his nieces and nephews and things like that and um and he's you know he you know apparently he's not doing you know he's not doing well with his health or whatever but and jada was befriended him and was helping him along and things like this and i guess some romantic stuff allegedly took place with the two um but at the same time jada gets on her show and she makes will smith look like less of a man she even talks about their born sex life so my thing is you may need to check your wife because like she may have opened the can of worms for people to feel comfortable to dog you out like that or to say whatever because when you when a person is that transparent and this goes for anyone when you're that transparent in life you're allowing people to talk about you make jokes about you and just have all these thoughts and feel comfortable about it because you're giving these people what do you want to call it material to say these kinds of things uh, people who are private and quiet don't really go through this because people don't know what's going on. They don't know how to take it. They don't They don't understand. So I really honestly feel that the disrespect that Jada has shown her husband over the last couple of years in the spotlight may have put a target on Will's back for uh, and Will and Jada's back for a joke. Um, he, needs, he needs to check his wife. Um, I'm not married, but if I was married and my wife got on her TV show and talked about our bad sex life, Oh, believe me, we were gonna we were gonna have a talk about that, and I was and I would say, hey, listen, baby, you're hurting my brand. You got your thing going on. I'm an actor too. What stays in the what happens in the bedroom needs to stay in the bedroom. We, I don't need you to take our bedroom stuff, taking on your on your show to have conversation and stuff like that. If you really need to talk to somebody about that kind of stuff, find your your, your best friends, your homegirls, and just go on a girls' night out trip and just just say whatever. But to get on a publicly broadcast show to talk about, you know, our things that happens in our marriage, that that's a no-no. That's, that's disrespectful. I'm sorry. So, unfortunately, uh, for those two, I have zero sympathy for them. If uh, Jada Pickett has alopecia, it sucks, I understand. Um, you know, unfortunately, Jada, people are going to, you know, make little comments about that. Um, you should have just never told anybody. You should have just bought, you know, you would have been just fine just shaving your head bald and just showing up to this Oscar show and be like, hey, yeah, bitch, this is me. I'm Jada Pinkett Smith. I am rich. I'm famous. And I am beautiful with hair or no hair. We didn't need to know all this alopecia stuff and try to get all these sympathy points and stuff like that. You don't, you know, they do too much. So that's my opinion on that. And, and then apparently, a few, you know, um, people were shocked that Chris Rock did not uh, press charges on Will Smith. Um, I think that was a smart move on Chris Rock to not press charges on on the guy because that just would have made this even worse. And, you know, it, it already looked bad, but it would have made it even look even worse, especially to black men and things like this. And, you know, um, do I believe I would have done the same thing if I were Chris Rock? I don't know. If somebody got on stage and public, you know, physically assaulted me in public, either I would have beat his ass right then and there because, you know, I, I don't think I might have that restraint. You put your hands on me, you're going to get a different a, a different version of me that I've been holding in that I'm trying not to show everybody. And that's hashtag crazy. Um, if you put your hands on me, I might, I might buck on you. Like, you know, who the hell do you think you ought to walk up on here and slap me? This is a joke, dude. Like... <laughs> You make jokes on people. 
Um, so I don't know if I would have had the restraint with it all. If I did have the restraint with it all, knowing me, I would have went home and I would have sat down and I would have calculated the money. And I'll say, hmm, now if I press charges on Will Smith, this is all over with. He's he's an ass. He's been mean to me. He's got on stage. He's embarrassed me. This will live in infamy forever. 20, 30 years from now, children will be able to pull this same slap up on YouTube and talk about it. So you've etched me in history. Well, you know what, man? You're going to have to pay up. Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, file these, these uh, uh, what do you want to call it? These uh, charges, paper with these police department. I'm going to sue your ass for assault or whatever, and you're going to pay me. Yep. Pay me some money, dude. Then you can go off and do your little PR stunt and try to act like you're going through all this and going through all that and you need to go to counseling and you're being triggered by things in your past and PTSD. Do what you need to do. Get your good PR agent. But, you know, before you do that, you better pay me this money because guess what? You you you, you ain't about to get away with this. Um, and unfortunately, it feels like Will Smith has been able to, like, slide by if anybody else would have done that, like, say, for instance, Will Smith would have got up there and slapped someone like, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Kimball, or any of those other white uh, comedians and things like that, I think this would have been handled very differently. Will Smith would have been removed from the, he would have been removed from that audience and probably would have been slapped in jail. Apparently, uh, when he did slap Chris Rock, it was alleged that um, he was supposed to be removed from the, uh, from the audience, but they decided at the last moment not to do it and let the show go on as planned. Oh, man. If I was executive producer, you get up there and you do something like that on my show that I'm executive producing and you're trying to take away from my hard work and all the people who have won awards and things like that. Oh, yeah, you'd have been removed and sent out outside. You would have got your little Oscar awards in the mail or you could have come, come and picked it up, but you would have been removed. You and your wife, you and your entire party would have been removed the shoulder went on um yeah i think that's what should have happened and then um apparently chris well not chris Walker, will smith um decided he was going to resign from some academy hey will smith i'm gonna be really honest with you dude no one gives a shit no one gives a shit you're rich you're famous and you'll probably eventually uh bounce back from this you can resign from all you need to you knew exactly what you were doing and you get no sympathy points from that. Now, Chris Rock, hey, he, you know, he's a comedian. He jokes. If the lady does have alopecia, he apparently didn't know or things like that. So, you know, he could have went sideways or whatever. But I just think that what the, the minor joke that Chris Rock gave did not warrant the embarrassment and the physical assault that he received from Will Smith. I could see if uh, Chris Rock got up there and said, hey, hey, look at, you know, Jada and her bald head. Oh, my God. She's like a bald-headed ass. Oh, ooh, girl, who you trying? Are you, you know, are you still with liking men? Or are you trying to do the whole, you know, trying to do the whole lesbian thing? I mean, he could have went on with those jokes. But it wasn't. All he talked about was a, a movie. Hey, you know, so it, it, just, it just was stupid. And excuse my expression, um, listeners, but he was being real niggerish good niggerish but yeah enough of that story now we're gonna get into this whole bad boys club on the zeus network yeah 
how many guys are watching that show? If you're watching it, do you like it? Is it worth the, I think it's $4.99 that you pay for the Zeus app? How do you feel about that? I don't know. Well, I had really never heard of the Zeus app or network or whatever until the Jocelyn Cabaret show came out and allegedly um, Jocelyn got into a fight with some of her dancers or something like that. Her and her husband, Ballistic. Now, I don't watch the show. I, I'm, I'm not into Jocelyn. Nothing, I'm not going to watch her show. Something about it, I'm not, I'm not going to watch. But I heard it from, like, you know, social media about all of that. So that's when the Zeus Network kind of came on board on my my radar. Like, hmm, what, you know, what is this? And then the Bad Boys Club came, you know, Bad Boys Club of L.A. Or, you know, you know what? I, I take that back. Not Bad Boys Club. I am so wrong, guys. I meant the Bad Boys of L.A. Um, it has the girl Natalie from the Bad, Girl, Bad Girls Club. She's on the show, and I guess she's like a producer or something like that. So I saw the trailer for that, and I saw some guys that I recognize from like uh, social media, um, Gutter K and uh, Rail, the where the money resides, where the money resides guy, and uh, Andrew Caldwell. Now Andrew Caldwell, it was the one that sold me to actually want to find the app and sign up and pay for it and watch the show because Andrew Caldwell to me is funny as hell and everyone thinks that he's dumb or and you know does these weird things Andrew knows exactly what he's doing he knows that he's somewhat of a comedic act and he knows how to act and things like that and he's funny he says really funny things he pronounces his words all funny and strange and weird. His perspective on life is strange and weird and funny. And then what's even more funnier about Andrew Caldwell are the comments that people leave wherever he does his weird, funny stuff. Like, you know, you can see Andrew Caldwell. You can go down on Instagram or Facebook and he can put out a video and it's funny. And you can read the message that people are typing and it's just hilarious. So that's why I like Andrew Caldwell. So... I, you know, I decided, you know, let me download this app. At the time, I didn't think I was going to have to pay for this. I thought it was going to be like one of those free things you download. So I downloaded it, and it's like, you have to pay $4.99. I was like, oh, God, this better be worth it. Here's another app thing that I'm paying for that I probably will never even watch. It's crazy. Like, you know, I have all these apps on my TV, but my number one app that I seem to watch are the free ones, and that's YouTube and Tubi. Hmm. Yeah, so I need to figure that out. I need to figure out which one of these apps needs to go. But then I feel like if one goes, then I'm going to miss out on something. So, yeah. Oh, it's crazy living in 2022. But anyway, um, back to my thoughts of the show. Um, as of right now, there have been three episodes. My thoughts of the show so far is, first of all, Andrew Caldwell showed up for the, I guess, for the photo shoot, shoot, and he left, so he's not a part of the show, so that was kind of a bummer for me, I kind of, kind of like, dang, man, I want to see Andrew and his loud mouth and all his stuff that he had to say, um, Relly Rail, the guy from, uh, the car lot who got out of the, uh, of some car talking about where the money reside, where the money resides, he's on that show, and he, the first episode, he's like super drunk. And he gets into a fight with two guys, two white guys, one named William, the other named Dylan. Apparently, William and Dylan were kind of like cool or friends or whatever. But apparently, William had talked shit about Dylan and things like that. And 
um, apparently Dylan uh, confronted William on the bus about, you know, I heard you were talking shit about me. And then the funny thing about it was just like, y'all were all cool. And all of a sudden, like, Dylan wants to fight you. And I'm like, I'm like two white people were fighting. And, they, and then when it was time for them to fight, they could not fight, like, at all. You could tell William had never been in a fight. You know, he's a kind of a heavier set kind of guy. He looks like a, I hate to say it like this, guys, but this is my podcast, so I'm going to say it. He looks like a fucking clown. I mean, his hairstyle, his skin tone, his, the the ice cream cone under his tattoo under his eye. He just looks like a fucking clown. And then he wants to be like a, a, a rapper. Kudos to him, man. Make it big. You know, it's, you know, like, you know, I'm all for it. But, you know, it, just by looks, just by looking at him, like, yeah, this dude is weird and he's a fucking clown. And Dylan, you know, no, sorry to say it about Dylan, but, oh, boring. Uh, he looks boring and bland as hell. Dylan is what you, is like when you go into a ice cream shop and they have all these ice cream flavors and you can only pick like the vanilla. Like that's how, that's what Dylan is giving me. Like boring as hell. Um, so they get into a fight really well. And he's like, well, you know, if you don't beat his ass and I'm gonna beat your ass and stuff. So he ends up fighting, fighting both of these people because it, it was just stupid and ghetto and ratchet. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and you have this guy named Gutter K. Apparently, he's from Detroit, Michigan, but he resides in Atlanta, Georgia. He's a non-binary person, so he, she, whatever you want to call him, I guess he he do whatever he feel like he, he wants to do for the for the day. Um, um, he's on that show. Then you have uh, a guy named Moolah, who's like an entrepreneur up in New York. He's on the show. Um, I'll get to him and more of his drama later. Um, you have Curtis. I don't really know what Curtis is. He's somehow on the show. He's Moolah's little sidekick. Um, you have a 38-year-old male named Milan, who apparently is already kind of social media famous from being on other TV shows. I'll have to go back and actually do the research on whatever shows that he's on. But um, he's on this show. And let's see who else is on this show. Oh, and then you have Carry On. Carry On, who is... Kirk Franklin's son. You remember a couple years ago, uh, audio was leaked from Kirk Franklin for cursing and saying all these obscene stuff on the phone to his son. Well, this is the son who leaked that inf- that uh, that phone call that made Kirk Franklin look really non-church-like and you know made him look real um, worldly. And I think Carry On did that to embarrass his father and maybe try to hurt his brand, which honestly kind of sucks because. I don't care who you are. You know, a lot of these Christian people think, oh, I'm Christian, I'm Christian. But at the end of the day, you're still human. You can't be perfect every day. Sometimes you have to just cuss a motherfucker out. Just give him a good old cussing. Sometimes you just sometimes you just have to do it. And then after that, you ask the Lord for forgiveness and try to move on. But when that energy gets sour and builds up, you need to let it out. Some Christians don't believe that. They, they think you got to be perfect all the time. That's why a lot of people don't go to church like that. But anyway, um, a lot of drama going on in this house. Most of the main, main most of the drama is uh, Milan, who's the 30, I think he's 38 or something like that. He wrote, he's in very good shape. Um, you know, not a bad looking guy or whatever, but he just seems kind of messy.
All right, guys, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. This is a continuation from the first show. Um, I left off on the Carrion uh, Franklin uh, guy from the Bad Boys of L.A., the son of Kirk Franklin. As I was saying uh, previously, this guy was... His his claim to fame, other than being his uh, Kirk Franklin's son, is that he uh, leaked some audio, a, uh, a video conversation he had with his father where Kirk Franklin who was a big time uh, gospel artist was cursing him out and using all types of explosive language and things like that and I was saying that you know hey even Christians curse I mean hell in the Bible if you guys remember um, Jesus went to the party and got mad with everybody I think they were gambling and stuff like that and drinking he got mad and turned the table over I'm sure he wasn't saying all right, everybody, we need to play patty cake and makeup and eat tea and puppets. I'm pretty sure he was raged. I mean, you know, uh, anger is an emotion that people need to acknowledge and not try to hide. You know, I necessarily say you need to be violent with it, but if you're angry, you're angry. If you're happy, you're happy. If you're sad, you're sad. If you're mad, you're mad. If you're calm, you're calm. I mean, it's an emotion. You, you can't help it. You know, if you would go through it. But anyway, um... The big storyline from both of these shows, other than the stupid fights between Dylan and William and then Dylan fighting Rail because Rail, you know, kind of wanted to fight him because he didn't think Dylan held his own good enough. And then Rail fighting William. Uh, The big storyline from this show really comes from the fact, um, well, well, the big storyline first was Milan getting upset with Rail for like fighting those guys and the way that Rail was being really messy and drunk and just kind of like fighting people and all this kind of stuff like that. It is clear what Rail is trying to do. He knows he's on camera, he's on TV, he wants television time. He knows this is the bad boys of LA. We're not we're not watching the show to watch like easy going stuff. The people who are watching the show are watching for drama. We're watching for fights. We're watching for drama. We're watching for all kinds of stuff like that. I know it sucks, but it's it's it is what it is. So Rel, you know, gave what he gave and was fighting and stuff like that. Milan uh, decided that wait a minute, bitch, I'm the star of this show. You're not going to outdo me. So you know what? Let me go ahead and pick a fight with you because I need the camera time. And I want to make this all about me. So I'm going to jump you and uh, well, not necessarily jump. I'm going to sneak you and throw some drink in your face. And then I'm going to start fighting you because of how you handled the situation with two other people. So it's just kind of like Milan. You're trying to be daddy save a hoe. But at the same time, you know, you're still being a bully. Like you want to fight the bully, but you want to be a bully, you know. And truth be told, hey, I mean. It, it's a little weird to see a guy like that of that age acting fool like that. You know, I'm 34 years old and like, you know, I try to avoid, you know, stupid situ- situations with people. Sometimes it's impossible. But for me to sit there and watch a guy who's even older than me acting like that with people like that, you know, that much younger than him makes me realize a few things. One, this is all television. Two, is he being put up to do this? Three, does he have some kind of unwritten rule with the executive producers or, or whatever to just be extra extra as hell on this show? Or is he one of the older people who just gets sick and tired 
of the little young people thinking, oh, since you're this age, we can do and say what we want around you. you you're too old for this, la di la di la di la di la Maybe he's like that. But really, let me let me tell the young people something. When you get when you get older and get of age, and we act like, oh, we're slow and this hurts and stuff like that, some days it is. But you know what? We have learned restraint. When we don't that restraint to avoid conflict and the drama, we're going to give you what Milan is giving. That is just as a mess as you're trying to be. So, you know, Gutter K was on, I think, episode two, talking about how old Milan is and how he's acting and things like that. And, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, Milan is a mess and he's acting crazy, but shit. Not everybody who's up in age don't want to be all calm and chilled out. This this dude is a he's a bull. He's he's fired. He, you know he's not afraid. He, you know he does what he wants, says what he wants, and you know he'll fight you. He roll up on you. I mean, hey, I mean, hell, you got forty and fifty year olds who act like that. So don't look at a person's age and think like, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing this. No, I mean, hell, you got some twenty year olds who don't even who don't even step out of the house, who don't club, don't party, don't do stuff, listen to seventies and sixties music. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, and back to Gutter K, I remember watching Gutter K on Instagram. Um, for the last couple of years, you know, he I, I remember seeing some of his viral videos where he would like he would be dressed in like a thong and weird shoes and walking out in public and dancing and spinning around on like signs and stuff like that. and. Um, acting really crazy or going in public and going into stores and getting into it with the workers and fucking like a duck and or a chicken and you know messing up the place whatever which I thought was really funny which was funny as hell then I realized that you know that you know he was uh I guess maybe trying to become an up-and-coming rapper or doing some stuff like that so he always kind of had like this, this big social media following and stuff like that um you know, there was a couple of fights on there. I mean, on his Instagram and YouTube and things like that that he was involved in. So I knew, you know, he doesn't mind fighting and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of other stuff with the guy, but, you know, I don't want to put that out there or whatever. But I will say this much. Granted, I think he's funny and entertaining to watch. But I do think this guy is beyond being a bad boy of L.A. I personally think this guy, good okay, is like meant like has like some mental issues going on. Like he is beyond bad boy. He is. I need to see a therapist. I need to be put on some kind of Xanax or something like this. Like I am crazy. I am raged, and I don't know how to contain it. Like this is a mess going on behind these eyes. You see, like. It's something about him that I just feel sorry for him. But, you know, it's, it's his energy is just kind of all over the place. And um, truthfully, he's good to watch to watch and look and look at on TV and, and entertaining. But Lord knows I'm glad I don't have to deal with anybody like that. Damn. Shit. Did you guys see in episode two how he was acting crazy at the table because of uh, all the commotion going on between Carrion and Moolah or whatever? Like, he was screaming at the top of his lungs where you can see the veins in his neck talking about no one's gonna fuck with him and all kind of stuff like that and i'm looking like dude is it really that serious oh, are you that fucking nuts and the thing about it is it's just kind of like okay gotta okay are people afraid of you 
or they just don't have time for your mental illness here. There's there's two different two different scenarios. You know, like you know, us regular people who are not on television, we can walk down the street, we can encounter a mentally ill person, and just because we don't acknowledge or give in to what they're doing and saying, what just comes off really crazy and mentally ill, doesn't necessarily mean we're afraid of you, dude. Maybe we just don't got time for your mess. Maybe you're doing more than what we we got the energy for. You need to, you know, so I think that's really kind of how people in that house seem to look at gutter pay. Like they don't, they don't feel that they want to deal with this crazy guy who's not just a bad boy of LA, but just mentally ill and just got a lot of weird shit going on. And I'm pretty sure they probably know a lot more about Gutter K, which makes them not really want to get into a physical fight with the guy. I don't know. But anyway, um, the really big storyline of this show of Bad Boys of LA that I think everybody um, who watches this show um, has noticed is the drama that Moolah, the entrepreneur from New York, has with apparently gay people and carry on Franklin, aka Kurt Franklin's son. Apparently, um, Moolah and Curtis, who were the two straight guys in the house, um, wanted to let everybody know, like, hey, we're straight over here. We like women, we like titties, and all this kind of stuff like that. Like, don't bring none of that gay shit our way, kind of thing like that. And I kind of, you know, I was watching it kind of thinking, you know, this is a little, little strange. Like, like if you're straight, you're straight, like whatever. Like, you know, just because a gay person is around you doesn't necessarily mean that they want you. Some of them will and some of them won't. There are a lot of gay men out there who really respect the fact that you are straight and you're not into that and they won't try you. But that does not necessarily mean that y'all cannot be cool. Um, For... Moolah to say that and to be in a house full of gay people, he doesn't know that he is going to trigger a lot of neg- negative feelings that gays have against straight people because of the way straight people have made gay people feel, feel over the years. And that's feeling isolated, not human, not good enough, you know, um, and that's what Moolah was trying to do. You know, he was really trying to be, you know, pull this homophobic, you know, you know rant, you know, um, and and I guess the house wasn't feeling that, you know. So so he, you know, the people gave him a lot of heat. Moolah and Anthony. Oh, I've got to talk about Anthony. Uh, I, I guess he's kind of forgettable. Um, he's some, I guess, party promoting guy or whatever who wears shades and stuff like that. He's not all that interesting on the show, that you know, unfortunately. So, but anyway, yeah. So Moolah is just, you know, really, you know, segregating him and Curtis on the show, and. It's just triggering Gutta and Rel and, and Milan and all these kinds of people. And they're just kind of like, you know, why, why are you segregating us? Like, we're we not good enough. Like, like, why are you acting like that? Like, um, so he, so he made himself out to be uh, the number one asshole in the house. So then, uh, carry on, AKA Kurt Franklin's son, who doesn't necessarily seem to side with anyone in the house. He's kind of there. Um, in his confessionals, he kind of gives you know funny commentary and all these weird antics, and he does funny things with his eyes and his mouth and stuff and, his, uh, and stuff like that, which is kind of funny. But also, it's, it's a little quirky and weird. It makes me think, you know, hmm, is this all for TV or 
does this guy have like a weird tick about him that just makes him feel seem a little deranged? I don't know. But it, but you know, needless to say, it's, he's still pretty entertaining or whatever, and he's fairly neutral. Well, I guess Moolah, the guy who with the big beard, little skinny guy with the beard and the and the hat, he wears his his uh, the clothes he wears is his brand uh, stuff that he's promoting, whatever. Moolah is like, hey, you know what, man? Like me and Curtis, we're straight. You got those gay guys over here. Where do you stand? Carry-on is like, you know, well, why does it matter? You know, why are you asking me this kind of thing? And, and Moolah's like, well, because, like, I don't know. Like, I need to know, like, you know, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you bi? Like, what, what's up with you? Because if I'm living in the house with you, I need to know where you stand. So Carry-on, you know, is kind of avoiding the situation and trying to, you know, you know come off like, well, well, why are you saying this and stuff like this? I saw what Carry-on was doing, which it made sense. But also, he was definitely deflecting dude you have got called out on national television in front of the house in front of the cameras in front of the the, the cast in front of the, the producers you are Kirk Franklin's son this guy is adamant wanting to know how you get down you have got to put up or shut up either you tell him what you want to tell him what you are or you just say hey you know what don't mind your bit you know mind your business but let's be real here. We all know if you are a straight male, if you're 100% straight male, you will have no problem letting people know you're 100% straight. If you're a gay male, there's a lot of people who don't mind having a problem saying that you're they're, you're gay. It's the people who stay in the middle are the ones who are usually either gay or bisexual. You cannot be a black man in this in this country, unfortunately, playing the middle and trying to not be categorized. Unfortunately, you're going to be categorized. You know, if people see if see you, you know, you don't got any women around or something like this at a specific, you know, for a certain amount of time, they're going to just assume you're gay and you're like in the closet or you DL or something like that. Um, especially when you're not trying to let everybody know, like, hey, yeah, I like pussy. I mean, you're, you're you're staying in the middle. So, hmm, either you're gay or you're bisexual or you're gay and you haven't come out yet or you're bisexual and you haven't come out yet. Like, you just don't know when this guy got to him in spot. You don't know how to answer this because you didn't see it coming. That's how it came off. Um, so, you know, Mulai's just, you know, constantly asking him about it. And then, like, season three, you know, it's... it's uh, not season three, but uh, episode two. I'm sorry. You know, you know, it gets kind of wild. And Carry On, I guess, has been drinking, and a lot of them have been drinking, and gets kind of loud with uh, Moolah, and they get into a fight. Moolah punches him, um, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. And Moolah, you know, punches Carry On, and the security steps in, and I, I guess while Carry On and Mulan was tussling. Mulan, I mean, well, Carrion fell uh, towards Curtis, Mulah's little side bitch, and Curtis kind of pushed Mulah, not Mulah, but Carrion off in a kind of an aggressive way, so it looked like they were about to jump him, or he was about to jump in, so Messi Milan sees everything and decides that he wants to jump in and get Curtis off of Carrion, and it was, it was just a big mess, like, wow, Man, I could not imagine being on this show. I was thinking, oh my God, like these checks better hit because this is stupid. Woo! 
on the show and I'm watching because granted it's stupid to be in that situation I'm sure but it's surely entertaining to watch <laughs> but yeah so the fight ends and between Mulan and Carrion and uh, Carrion has a bust lip and you know he's talking and saying that he eats punches and stuff like that and he eats those and shit and I'm thinking okay Carrion there yeah, yeah Mulan just kind of just kind of you know he kind of lifts your cover, man. Not only are you not straight, you also probably don't know how to fight, and you rely on acting crazy and fool to try to scare people. That's kind of how you're coming off, um, or whatnot. So, so that ends or whatever. So then everybody's really mad with with Mulan for this um, incident and stuff like that. Here's my opinion about that whole situation. I feel Mulah was wrong. Um, one, I feel Mulah was wrong because you were an entrepreneur. Um, you owned allegedly different businesses, you know, and things like that. You're hurting your brand when you're coming off homophobic. You got to remember, gay, bisexual, LGBTQ+, whatever you want to call it, they have buying power also. They buy cars. They buy clothes. They listen to radio shows. They go to clubs. They buy food. They drink. You know, so you want to, like, make these people feel like they're not good enough because if they feel that you're homophobic, you don't like gay people, you're going to lose... You, you, the, the gay LGBT plus Q, whatever you want to call it, they're not going to support you. Let their friends know this kind of stuff and stuff like that. And then they're going to be the straight people you don't like homophobic people who are not going to support you because they're going to think you're an asshole. Truthfully. So, I think that was kind of dumb to come off that way. Um, also, I think it was dumb for Moolah and actually rude to ask a guy his sexual orientation out in the open like that. I think that should have been something he pulled the guy to the, to the side and asked. Um, or just follow your gut instinct. You don't have to know. Every, I mean, you don't. It's not. It's not your duty to know what a person does in their bedroom. It's not really your business. You know, if you feel that he was, you know, not really telling you, or, or you know, or trying to keep you out of his business, you didn't have to socialize with him. You could have been like, okay, you know, I think this, this nigga's kind of funny. I don't trust him, so you know what? I'm not gonna fuck with him like that. He's weird. You could have done that and kept it moving, but you wanted to be a big faggot and I hate to use that word but you want to be a messy faggot mess as a matter of fact a messy ass faggot and try to out somebody on national television who's also the son of a very famous gospel singer how messy is that so now Moolah you're coming and trying to expose and out carry on for being gay. You're so homophobic. Now you're looking suspect as hell. You're really the big suspect. Why, why does it matter? You like carry on? Do you want to know how he moves so you know how to move in on him? And then you got your little side piece, Curtis, who you really need to be watching. Because Curtis seems to like uh, Moolah a little too much, if you ask me. You over here worrying about Carrion. Carrion is probably not even focused on you. He, he and Gutter got some weird, you know, chemistry going on, which I think Gutter is just using him for his name and celebrity status. I don't think Gutter's interested in that guy. 
gutter don't seem like somebody who's interested in nobody in the world but himself. But that's just my opinion. But anyway, um, you need to be watching Curtis. The one who looks trade as hell. You know, if you ask me. Um, and, you know, and, you know, there's lots of trades out there. There's lots of download guys out there who have women and does all this stuff and you know, all these girls and stuff like this but it's at, but at night or when that little tick in them or that little spirit jumping them they want some dick or some ass from a man or when they dick sucker they want to go off to the low uh, on the low and do all kind of stuff so you just never really know but at the same time it's never really your fucking business Mulah. you did the most and you're definitely the asshole in this house um so episode three, you go, it's not much happened on episode three. You have Moolah, Curtis, and Carrion sitting in the kitchen and they're talking about the whole situation and things like that. And Moolah kind of apologizes because he said that he's not a drinker, but the night that he and Carrion got were fighting, he was drunk and he tried to blame it all on alcohol and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever guy. You know, we all know alcohol personifies or you know only really makes a person really show who they are how they feel if you want to know how a person really feel about you or something like that get around them when they're drunk because usually the truth will come out then so if you're drunk and you're here fighting a guy because he's gay and stuff like that yeah you're homophobic as hell and you know what you might not even give a fuck whatever but you're homophobic and you just made yourself like a fucking ass and you probably hurt your brain, you know, and you better not get caught with the guy because, oh man, boy, the gays will take it and run and it'll be all over the internet and you'll have a whole situation going on in your hands. You and Curtis. But anyway, um, so, you know, carry on is sitting there talking, talking to Mulai and talking about, uh, how the punch wasn't shit and all this kind of stuff like that. And I'm thinking, all right, carry on. This boy is trying to out you. He punched you. You know, he bust your lip. Some people say, oh, just because you walk out of a fight with a bust lip doesn't mean you lost the fight. And of course, we weren't there to see the fight. But from what we saw, you walked away with a bust lip and Moolah walked away looking normal. Um, we only can say that you, you probably lost that fight. You know? Um, and as a man... You punch me in my lip and bust my lip, and I'm finna sit and talk talk with you at a at a fucking kitchen table and start telling you your punch one shit, and I'm sitting down telling you this, and the guy who's punching me is literally on the other side of the table standing up. It makes me look at Carry On and say, Alright, Carry On, dude, you are weird. Mind games with people, but you're not that smart with it. You're just not a fighter, dude. And you just need to stop running your fucking mouth. Just just chalk it up. Yeah, we got in a fight. Yeah, whatever. I don't like this guy. He don't like me. Keep it moving. Dude, that's not even positioning to start talking shit. Like, you got to get popped again. And then it's two of them and just one of you. Like, yeah. You know, you, you can try to look thuggish and cuss and all this kind of stuff. But we, we can tell, yeah. You live on the other side of the fence, so probably over in Beverly Hills or something like that. But, you know, I think Carrion is really cool, but I just think, like, he just needs to play his role. You're not a fighter. At least you don't come off that way. And if you are, you know, you, 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 you need to step up because you should have, you, I mean, truthfully, you should have, you should have went for round two, honestly. 
you get some fucking respect in that house from a man trying to out you really but anyway so moolah is just badgering carry on i didn't even know you know i want to know if you're gay you know or bisexual or whatever so eventually carry on admits that he's bisexual he's like you know if you want to label me there you go i'm like okay carry on there there you go with the whole this whole narcissistic thing I, i've met people who are narcissistic like that they don't want to answer your question or whatever but at the same time like we all know what's going on you know like okay you're talking about oh if you want to label me well there you go you can say i'm bisexual uh yeah isn't that what liking men and women is bisexual if that's what you are that's what you are you know granted you didn't need to tell this guy that but like you know don't try to play these little mind games and stuff like that because it's stupid and you're in your 30s you're, you're too old for that you know you should have just told that boy if you didn't want to tell him your business you should have just said you know what moolah if you you can think whatever you think about me if you don't like me that's cool i don't need to fuck with you and I don't need to answer your question either. But the gay people are gonna know what's up though. They're gonna know you get down because they're gonna know if you didn't, you would have you would have stood your ground and said you like pussy, but you didn't. But at the end of the day, that's not bad. You like what you like, that's your business. But um so that's how that went. And then we also see later on uh on the patio, Gutta K is talking with Rail. Rail looks very chilled out, and Rail kind of has this persona going on on episode three as all right i done came on here fighting acting a fool now i'm finna just go along with this and i'm not trying to do too much kind of thing and you know and gutta and and rail on the on the patio talking and the outcomes carry on and they're talking about whatever they're talking about but you know gutta is kind of trying to give kind of sexual chemistry and touching on carry on and stuff like that and you also see there where carry on just kind of pushes gutta's hand away and you know kind of like walks off or whatever and i'm thinking yeah carry on is you know you know he's definitely not 100 percent straight he's, he's open to to whatever maybe he's one of those straight guys who like trans men you know i mean hold on not trans men trans women or the non-binary thing i don't know you know it is yeah, yeah. and um but i can see right through gutta i don't think gutta is remotely interested and carry on I don't think like I said earlier I don't think Gutta is interested in anyone other than himself and being famous and being hashtag that bitch yeah his loyalty relies to him Um, if you ever watch any of his Instagram stuff and things like that you will realize like he has fought people who he's been cool with and all of a sudden next you know they fight and the next thing you know they're back together cool next thing you know they got drama it's just like real flip-flop so i mean you know it is what it is and truth to be told like i don't know if any of those guys have any street sense but you never trust trust a nigga or a bitch that has the word gutter bitch tattooed on the front of their neck Whew. If I saw that, somebody come to me and, you know, I have to interact with them, I have to work with someone with the word gutter bitch tattooed in front of their neck. I think to myself, hmm, this person kind of seems crazy and I don't want to give crazy here. So let me keep my distance from them and keep keep it very basic with them. Um, And and maybe they'll catch it. And probably those people want to be one of the people who say, ooh, Shane is real boring and real stale. Yeah, bitch, around you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't fuck with you. You too, too weird and crazy. Huh? Man, I like I like more laid back and chill stuff. I don't, I don't do the crazy. Did that enough in my young years. Um, but yeah, so that's just really about the end of the show. Wait, no, no, we're actually no. Um, they also go to some bowling alley where I guess the baby got into a fight with someone. It was just kind of really boring. They got all dressed up for the show. I wasn't impressed with anyone's outfit. It was just kind of all over the place. But at the same time, I'm I'm a basic dresser. I like, you know, express and and clothes from Jimmy Jazz. So the, the style of dress those people were wearing really wasn't interesting to me. Um, the funny thing, the funniest part about the bowling alley event was William, the white rapper from, I believe, Texas, who is a gentleman who is a little thicker, you know, thicker than most. Um, He has on a skin-tight jumpsuit with money all over it. And he's dancing and shaking his ass and wiggling his ass all over the place in this... um, place where there are big time celebrities at this bowling alley and um it's not a gay event so he's really uh he's really doing the most and he I guess gets too close and dances on Moolah and Moolah gets upset about it and I guess he wants to spaz out and he has to step outside and he's to cool off because of what William's doing but he can't act out because this is an event where a lot of big time celebrities are at it he doesn't want to cause a scene and then his little boo I mean his friend Curtis comes out to like console him well not console but to <laughs> to talk to him and see you know like yeah what's going on man I noticed you know you seem a little tight like what's up so so Mulai explains to Curtis why he's mad and all this kind of stuff like that and I'm thinking hmm you two are suspect as hell all right, Curtis. I see you. You better come up there and check check on your on your boo. I see. I see what y'all doing. But, hey, but this is coming from the same people who are so so anti-gay and homophobic type, you know, vibes and stuff like that. But um, that was the end. You know, that was about the end of like episode three. So far, I like I hear a lot of people condemn the show. I have some friends who would not watch it. But honestly, I kind of like the show. It's, um, I never watched Bad Girls Club, so um, I don't know. But this here is something about it that it's so messy, it's so tacky to where it's entertaining. Um, like, you, you just don't know what to expect on the show. Um, I, I will leave, I will end the show with this. If I could kick anyone off of the Bad Boys of L.A., the number one person who I would probably kick off is Dylan, without question. Um, to me, Dylan is not is nothing bad boy about him. I don't see it. He's uh, boring. He um, he's not trustworthy. He talks a lot of shit. Um, and he, I mean, he's he just he just bland as hell. Like like, how did you get on this show? You know. Like, you know, just like, why why is this guy even on the show? I know they could have cast someone else. I would keep William on there because he's messy. He's messy, he's over the top, and just his aura and persona would probably make the episodes and, and you know, show entertaining with his antics and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Dylan would be the one I would get off the show. My favorite person on the show who, who I'm really interested in 
is probably carry on. Um, I'm not a big fan of Milan. Granted, you know, I'm closer to age uh, to him. Well, I think I'm closer in age to carry on, but Milan to me is just just too much. Um, and and not, when I say too much, not in the in the sense of like a gutter K too much, like just just too much. You know, just just over the top. Just probably needs to get him a prescription Klonopin and, and live his life. Like he's just a little extra. Um, my least favorite on this, uh, my actual least, I'll tell you back, my least favorite is actually Moolah. Moolah's an asshole. But, you know, every show needs a villain. And I think Moolah is that character. Um, or whatever. So, yeah. I have paid my $5, so I will be watching this show. Now, I think it's really, really ridiculous. And if they keep bringing in new people and getting rid of the old people, now that will cause me to actually not want to watch it in the comments, just in the subscription. But at this point, yeah, I like the show and I keep watching it. But I, once it goes off, I probably will um, deactivate my account because I don't care nothing about no uh, Jocelyn Cabaret. Oh, hell no. Will not support anything like that. Definitely not interested. But anyway, yeah, this is part two of the part one with shop. I can't even say my own show name. Shop culture with Shane Amat. Thank you.